Good afternoon, Jackson and Jackson. Hi, speak to Taylor, please. May I tell Taylor who's calling? Uh, yeah, it's Joey Jingola. Joey Jingoma? Okay, let me see if he's here, okay? Hold on just a moment. Thank you. Jackson and Jackson, Taylor speaking. Taylor, it's Joey Jingola. Hey, Joey, how's it, how's it going? It's going well, sir. How you been? Doing good, thanks. This is insurance in your own words from the people who are living and breathing it every day and are struggling to figure out where this industry is going and what they need to do to stay ahead. Hosted by me, Joey Jingola. Let's get into it. Yeah, we had a hard time. You know, we had quite a few at one point. I mean, we had up to six or seven commercial producers and some of them were really good and they were on the top of the charts in our office. I mean, the best of the best. And they went to a bigger company, bigger agency because they thought they can sell bigger accounts. If you listen carefully, you might hear the sound of my head shaking in disapproval. That was my good buddy, Taylor Garcia of Jackson and Jackson Insurance in San Dimas, California, talking about, well, we're, it's all about producers, recruiting producers, keeping producers, retaining producers, all of those fun things. Uh, if you remember last time we talked to Taylor, we were doing uh, the Truth About Video Proposals Part 4, and that was kind of the tail end. That was something he was looking for in a producer is somebody that would be willing to embrace that technology, that way of delivering information, and now it's this is his experience, you know, kind of hiring and bringing people in and, and what has happened as a result. And of course, one of the first stops on the list is agents that are doing well, they're successful, and then they feel as if greener pastures await somewhere along the horizon and they find their way looking to bigger companies to chase those bigger accounts and very, very common sort of situation. But how do you stop? How do you maintain the eyes from wandering? How can you keep those young, aggressive, and successful agents actively engaged in your agency? And that's a great question. I'm sure you know there's a million different answers, but the one thing that I keep focusing on or I, I keep kind of running into is the fact that in a lot of cases, they might not feel like it's even on the table, like it's a possibility in their current environment. Like there's just a, a unspoken limitation that they are part of. And, and maybe that's the process that is at play here to where, you know, as, as an agency owner or somebody in Taylor's position where it's just a, a constant reminder, a constant kind of maybe path trajectory of checking in and saying, where do you, you know, where do you need to be, where do you want to be, where are we going? And laying out those expectations as to the size of the accounts they're bringing in now, what's possible for them in the future, and what does the agency have the capacity to support? And if they can't support it now, or if you can't support it now, what are you willing to do in the future to make sure it keeps you know, on track, on pace with their goals and their aspirations. Because let's be honest, there are certainly worse things to have than a producer, an agent that wants to go in and bring in bigger business. And, um, and yeah, I honestly think it's it's the, just the fact that they don't want to have that conversation and or 
maybe they have had that conversation and it's been met with lukewarm to mildly disappointing results. Not good. So, you know, again, this is this is very common. This is Taylor's one of Taylor's kind of experiences as to the ones that that were good have left them. Now, again, I'll just say quickly, this can't be and I've heard this as a as certainly, a, you know, Maybe it's more of a myth. I don't know if I've heard it lately, but you can't use this as as sort of a, a reason not to want to bring in new people. It should be, you know, if somebody's good enough to leave you, then then yes, you should have a good machine to where you can can replace them. I know it's easier said than done, but uh, them receiving or you know having interest from other people for bigger, better opportunities means you're doing something right, and it's just a matter of embracing that and understanding that at some point they will probably find. Uh, find something else and you need to be okay with that. You need to be ready to replace them if when they do kind of tracking the average kind of life cycle in which somebody might want to be in that position, whether it's two, three, four, five years, just knowing that you've got to be ready when they do because there's always the allure and the appeal that more money and resources are right around the corner. I mean, yeah, some of these other agencies in California, you know, they got a claims department and they got this and that. I mean, they have a lot more resources than we do. So a lot, some of the people that were really good thought, well, maybe if I go here to this bigger agency, I can sell more and have bigger accounts and more help. So that's where some of them went. The other ones I felt came into it. They got licensed. Everything was great. And I think they didn't realize. I think they just saw uh, the owner here and everybody else doing well. So they thought, oh, well, shoot, I'll come in and make this. This is easy. You know, I'll make money quick. You know, that sounds like a fantastic reality, Taylor. That does. That's not how it works. Are you sure it's not easy? I mean, I know you're doing well and the agency's doing well. It's not going to work. I mean, Okay, one, first, we kind of addressed the first part of that and, and the, 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 the preconceived notion of or the assumption that more resources equal more business or whatever. And I do think, um, you know, to the counterpoint of that is, is, you know, there needs to be maybe some sort of counterbalance, right? I don't want to say ownership right away, but own, ownership maybe in, in, in the idea of flexibility, creativity, um, agility to kind of shift, pivot, go on and do the things that you want to do in the way that is most fulfilling and refreshing as opposed to just simply chasing um, those resources and or those bigger accounts. Again, allowing some substance and character to be associated with the acquisition of them and knowing that, you know, again, you'll do everything in your power as a result to uh, provide, you know, maybe not all the resources, but as many as possible to help close the gap. Now, this is another one. And I was having a conversation with, uh, I can't remember exactly who it was. It was probably last week talking about um, just bringing in different producers from from other industries and, and what works, what doesn't work. And I think this agency had brought in somebody from the uh, the car industry, the uh, whether it's used cars, I don't know, new cars, I don't know if it matters, used cars, maybe. Uh, and, and how they were just accustomed to kind of sitting, waiting for business to walk through the door. And as most of us know, that rarely happens with insurance and or they see, uh, you know, somebody that has had a big head start and their career is already established and business is already kind of in place or in motion to coming towards them. There's already this sort of uh, gravitational pull that has already been put in place and that can be deceiving from the outside as to the years and the time that were 
required to put into it. And then, then obviously you're kind of maybe doing your best ability to kind of dissolve that and, and allow that to not be seen as something that happens day one, but something that happens, you know, year three or four or whatever. It probably never happens to the full extent of any, but that's something that, you know, as Taylor's saying that they can kind of just, they look at from the outside and that becomes appealing to them in some way, shape or form. And then when they actually get into it, they're like, well, wait a second, this isn't how it works because uh, waiting for those walk-ins can send you right out the door. And I think two of them came in not realizing how hard it would be, especially in the first year or two. So they ended up year two coming and not really selling much, but they weren't calling, they weren't networking, they weren't doing anything. They were just hoping people would walk in and we had a hard time with that. So they just thought, well, maybe this isn't for us. So it's kind of all across the board. I mean, some people went off to do bigger things. Some people went to do a whole nother thing. And it's hard now for us to find young guys that want to do it, you know? I don't think anybody's ever said that before. I mean, yes, obvious challenge that we have had, Taylor. Yes, you're not alone. That's 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 pretty, pretty universal of most agencies of finding young people who want uh, to do it. So here's here's an interesting take on on all of this, the walk-ins, the things like that. I, I do think that you know maybe it's it's a lack of just across the board, defining the expectations as to where, you know, there's really two types of producers and or roles of, you know, that fancy account manager that, that does just handle things in the office. And maybe they're, they're, uh, they're ill cast, you know, in, in, in the wrong role to where they're expected to kind of go out and, and, and get that business versus, you know, does the agency as a whole operate with the principle of, we want to make sure there's a minimum kind of flow of, of kind of work to just keep, keep momentum going, keep kind of just that, that, that positive forward momentum of things happening. And then it's up to, you know, that acceleration process of what extra flair and spice they want to toss on themselves to kind of go out and grab, you know, the business that they're going to need, but ultimately just enough to allow them to not lose their mind as to thinking, what am I going to do? Uh, I just can't seem to figure any of this out. Versus the guy that, that maybe just does want to sit in the office and handle things that do come through the door. Um, I, I do think it's setting that expectation of, of what, what you want to do. And, and I don't know that there's, there's right or wrong, but I do think just that old mentality of, well, we're just going to, here you go, you know, let you just toss you in the deep end and, and, and swim, sink or swim. That's certainly where I think a lot of family agencies have had the advantage through the course of the years, obviously there's some downside to that, but they're willing to endure a level of failure that most aren't. And maybe the family agency isn't the best example. Maybe it is. I don't know. But some things to certainly think about when considering bringing those producers on, will you be willing to endure a, a certain threshold of failure or, or, you know, whatever it is to the point where they can find the rhythm, you know, just allow it to click thinking about just if we were bring this into baseball terms, uh, you know, you, you develop a prospect, you draft somebody either right out of high school or maybe, you know, from another country at 16, 17, 18 years old, you put in the time and it's sometimes 10 years before they actually figure it out and develop all of those skills. Now that's excessive. And, and we're not talking millions of dollars and, you know, big market and even small market sports teams that, that develop this talent, but it's a similar approach, I would say, to where, 
you know, there's there's going to be a, a threshold to where if you if you have the systems in place to allow them to advance to, you know, again, not just know or think that they're going to be at the same level as the people that are already established in the agency, kind of just just this 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 track of bringing people in. That's I, I think something that is is maybe just kind of left up to their imagination and that's when things kind of go crazy that's when if they do figure it out and have success that's when i'm thinking well man i need to i need to jump to the next level i need to go get on the i don't want to say this yankees of whatever gross but you know that those are the things that that start to creep in and they don't want to you know stay with the team that drafted them that got them there that developed them And, and again there's maybe necessarily no need for loyalty in this position but if you can find a way to retain the talent, you're, you're going to want to do that. But at the same time, you know, if you don't give that that prospect enough support along the way, if you don't, uh, you know, uh, at least commit outline to something to where everybody understands the stakes, what what is kind of expected, that's that's something that can be challenging. And it sounds like you know Taylor is obviously focused on the right things to do uh, to do that and to bring in people that ultimately will stay for the long term to adopt the things that they want to do to provide an exciting insurance sales experience or just an environment to to sell in. But I, I don't know. I mean, I don't want to oversimplify it. I don't want to say that this is something that, you know, should be easy because it's certainly not. But at least looking to have the conversation of mapping the agency's growth with said agent and to allow them to know ahead of time well in advance that you know we're willing to you know kind of keep pace with whatever direction you're willing to go assuming the results justify and or you know letting them know that you know we just want you to do this we're going to make sure we've got business for you to handle or again saying we're committed to you for X amount of time. We understand. We think that's going to take this long. This is the path. This is the projection. This is the the way it all works because there's nothing wrong with setting big expectations that have the potential to produce big results. Have you ever found yourself eating in the drive through line like a fast food place? very interesting, not expected set of circumstances to find yourself in, mainly because it has the potential to say so many different things about you all at once while possibly being completely misunderstood. And I don't really know how to deal with it, but I found myself in such a predicament today as, you know, you never know what you're going to be doing. Slamming a Quest bar, drinking from a can of Pringles, who knows what could be happening when you're just, you're hungry and you're impatient and you're not eating, you know, maybe at said establishment. And and uh, you know, yeah, you might be picking up some some food for your kids, and uh, and somebody might look at you funny, like, "What is wrong with you? You're in line to get food, and you're currently eating food. You have no self control. You really need to get your life in order." That's it. I don't know if you've ever found yourself in such a position, uh, but it's uh, it's certainly curious, especially if you're in one of those dual uh, ordering lanes like McDonald's has, and then somebody's like directly like staring in your window as you're as you're kind of indulging while they assume that you're waiting for your food, even though you might not, or you just might not prefer to, you know, frequent or consume, you know, fast food. Anyways, have you found yourself in an easily misinterpreted situation like that? I'm curious. JoeHateAgentsNation.com, let me know, or maybe it's just me. Maybe it's just me. Speaking of places you might be misunderstood, uh, one place that is not going to happen is we're going to say Elevate 2020, 
uh, because you might be misunderstood in whatever insurance environment you currently frequent, and I promise you, Elevate 2020 is a place that you will never be judged for doing, you know, potentially irrational and nonsensical things that don't make sense uh, to the to the to the uh, common observer. Anyways, I don't know. ElevateConference.com, place to go. Check that out. Get ready. Uh, it's coming. Not not really quick, but it's getting there. It's coming. So ElevateConference.com is the place to go to um, sort of warm warm it up. You know, kind of wet the appetite, dip the toes, and um, and yeah, just really get ready. ElevateConference.com. <laughs>